Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I hope that you are having a great start to 2019. The sermon for this week is a little bit different. It's actually three short reflections provided by Pastor Kim that were a part of our Lessons and Carols service. It's the weekend after uh, Christmas, and so we um, usually just spend that time in worship together, reading lessons and singing carols. But Pastor Kim provided three reflections all on the name of Christ, um, Christ as Lord, Christ as Savior, and Jesus as the Christ. And so we hope that you get something out of this week's message and that you have a great start to 2019. A reading from Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Good morning. Today's lessons and carols might differ slightly from some that you've experienced in the past. Have no fear. The Christmas carols are still there, as are the words of the nativity story that are so close to our hearts. But you'll notice that in addition to the nativity passages, there's also a whole lot of Isaiah in your bulletin. And that's because for so many of us, the words of the nativity story are so comforting and so familiar that it can be easy to overlook the enormity of what our scripture is really saying. Take, for example, the words of the angels to the shepherds. For unto you is born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We hear this, and I think often we go, great, Jesus is born. But this proclamation is saying so much more to the shepherds than simply that there's a new baby in town. Take, for instance, the first word the angels used to describe Jesus, Savior. The Greek word for Savior, soter, has all sorts of implications. It can literally be somebody who saves you, which could be anything from someone that saves your life to uh, someone who helps you to a physician. And Jesus is, in fact, all of those, so, so far, so good. It also has come to mean someone on whom people's lives were dependent. So, for example, a ruler could be a soter, which still sounds like Jesus. But then this term, soter, savior, also had taken on a meaning in Judea as a person who will bring about a golden age of peace and prosperity. 
And that, I think, is where it gets a little bit trickier because the truth is things don't also see, always seem so golden these days, right? But just as Jesus comes as our personal Savior, Jesus has also come as the Savior of the entire world. He has and he will save the people from their sins, and he has and he will save all of creation. And just as the early Christians lived in the tension of believing that the Savior had come and yet still living under the oppressive rule of the Romans, so also we recognize that our salvation has come, and yet things in this world aren't yet perfect. But as Christians, we recognize that we are also called to proclaim with Isaiah, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Christ has come and will come again. The salvation of the world has occurred and is yet to come. And amidst it all, we are called to trust. We are called to remember that Christ is our Savior and the Savior of the world. And like the shepherds, we are called to be not afraid. For the one who saves us is at hand. A reading from John. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, what then, are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. And then they said to them, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. And the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. So the angels don't stop by simply declaring Jesus as Savior. There are, frankly, a lot of people who save us. And even if we say that Jesus is Savior with a big S, the one who saves us from our sins, that still doesn't encapsulate everything is, and so the angels continue in their message to the shepherds, for unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ. And we link this word Christ so often with the name Jesus that I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out here who think that Christ is actually Jesus' last name. 
But the truth is, Christ is a title. It's the Greek version of the Hebrew word Messiah, and it means the anointed one. And so what does that mean, to anoint? To anoint is literally to bless someone with oil, and in ancient Judea and at the time of Jesus, anointing is used to affirm the identity of and to sanctify kings and priests and prophets. And so once again, it's no surprise to us that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, because Jesus is a king, and he is a priest, and he is a prophet as well as being our Savior. But the other significant time that people were anointed in the ancient world was at their deaths. And despite the fact that the Judeans wanted and expected a Christ who would be anointed in triumph as a king, Jesus the Christ received his anointing with oil on his feet by an unnamed woman a few days before his death on the cross. And yet, standing on the other side of history, we understand that Christ's anointing was so much more than a prelude to his death, but was also a prelude to his resurrection, was also a prelude to the salvation of the whole world. And so Isaiah calls us to provide an oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. For Christ not only bore the oil of death and mourning and life and resurrection and kingship and priesthood and prophecy, but Christ also was anointed by the Holy Spirit which descended on him and claimed him as God's Son. And it's that same Spirit that descends on us when we are baptized and claimed and named as children, beloved members of God's family. And so Jesus is much more than an earthly leader. He is the Son of God, the chosen and anointed one. A reading from Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. So if we return for a moment to our shepherd's field, 
The message of the angels builds and builds. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. And even beyond that, the angels tell us, Jesus is Lord. And that term Lord in an earthly sense means somebody that is in control, rules, has power over other people, has servants or people under them who they're responsible for, and who, who those people report to, and that relationship is a personal one. And so if Jesus is Lord, we acknowledge that we have a personal relationship with the divine ruler who's not just the ruler of a nation, but a personal God as well. We are indeed dependent on the Lord for our protection, our care, and our well-being. Beyond this, however, that term Lord even more than Savior or Christ is a term that shows us that this baby is not only a human rescuer, not only an anointed king with a unique relationship to God, but the use of the term Lord here lets us know and lets the shepherds know that this child is himself God. You see, in the ancient Hebrew scriptures, the name of God is utterly sacred and never to be spoken aloud. And so when Moses, in the wilderness of Sinai at the burning bush, asks who God is, God simply replies, I am who I am. And the consonants from each of these words in Hebrew, when put together, spell Y-H-W-H. Y-H. W-H. If we read that word, that's where we get our word Yahweh. But that name of Yahweh, those four letters, were so sacred that when ancient Israelites and Jews today and even Christian seminarians studying their Hebrew read the Holy Scriptures, we never say Yahweh, but instead when we see those letters, Y-H-W-H, short for I am who I am, we instead substitute the word Adonai. And what does that mean? Well, Adonai is the ancient Hebrew word for Lord. So for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, people have substituted that word Lord for the name of God. And so when the angel says, for unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord, that's not necessarily limited to describing Jesus' earthly authority, but it's also a proclamation that this baby lying in our manger is our salvation, is the anointed king, and is himself God. In this short saying, so common to our ears, but such news to the shepherds, the glory and majesty of a God who loves us enough to live and die amongst us is proclaimed in a way simple yet powerful enough that we still proclaim it 2,000 years later. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.